What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Tim and Eddie of Handsome Ghosts. We had them on the podcast August 2020. It was in the very beginning-ish of the pandemic. We're still trying to figure out technology, so we had them on over the phone back then. So it was great to have uh, both Tim and Eddie on via Zoom video to actually see them and and talk to them over zoom which is great both eddie and tim kind of recap how they got into music how they eventually met uh via a folk band that tim had started handsome ghosts kind of started out as a solo project for tim we hear about the success of blood stutter when that came out on spotify i mean it's got 17 plus million plays at this point but Tim talks about going back and re-recording Steps, that first EP. He recorded it in Vermont, then that song did well, and they took it to L.A. and re-recorded the album. We hear about Eddie eventually joining the band and then helping on the next record, The Brilliant Glow. Eddie and Tim talk about releasing Welcome Back and how that kind of was a sonic shift in the band backing off on more of the full pop songs, but kind of going back to the original sound of Handsome Ghost. We dive into Some Still Morning, which was the album we talked to them about last time they were on the show, where they're getting ready to release that. They're putting out singles, but it was in the middle of the pandemic. So we hear about uh, that record a bit and all about the new album that's coming out and the EP that recently came out to the place where we met last but all the songs from the album and the EP were all kind of recorded around the same time, so they get into some detail about that. And the new single from the self-titled album that's coming out in August, the single is called Like You Lost Your Mind. You can watch the interview this time. You can watch it with Tim and Eddie and myself on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Handsome Ghost. What's up, Tim? Hey, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are both of you? Doing great. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I had you on, but it was over the phone. Like in yeah, August yeah. 2020, I, I think is when I looked it up. Mm-hmm. We weren't Zoom experts yet. you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone was at that point. <laughs> it was like yeah. trying to figure everything out still. Like, okay, how are we going to do this? Okay, here's a phone. I remember just buying all this crap, trying to figure out how to record yeah. over the <laughs> internet. I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe you had... Maybe you had just released uh, some still morning, or maybe it was gonna come out. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think, think maybe it was just before lead up. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm yeah. excited to to catch up and see what you guys have been up to since. Obviously, a lot of music, and um, but I'd also like to just quickly recap kind of on what we spoke about before, as far as like you guys meeting and everything. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Both from I I think you both from Massachusetts area. Is that what I, I remember? Yeah, that's right. Born and bred. Actually, Eddie's not there anymore, but yeah. Are you still living there, Tim? I'm still in Massachusetts. Yep. I'm like, uh, I left for a bit, but I'm back. I'm like maybe half an hour from where I grew up. So I haven't flown too far from the uh, the old stomping grounds. That's cool. What about you, Eddie? Where are you at? Uh, I'm currently in L.A. Um, Oh wow! Do you live yeah, in LA now? That's I do. I do. It's it's a uh, it's kind of a temporary thing ish. Um, okay. My uh my wife was uh actually she's graduating this weekend, but she came out here for grad school. So oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Well, um, I I recently I moved to Nashville since the last time I talked to you guys. So I nice the opposite way from San Diego, but mm-hmm. um, cool. So I yeah, let's just start off again. Um. Eddie, where how did you get into music? I remember you saying you started off, I think, on violin or something. Yeah, I grew up. Um, I grew up, you know, 
my uh my family was all all playing different instruments um neither of my parents did so i think they tried to get us into it um so i started off in piano and then violin and uh i kind of hated both of those things and then picked up guitar and bass in high school and like finally fell in love with playing music um but yeah were you in like the school band or anything like that or just did it as a yeah i was in the, <laughs> the school orchestra uh growing up and then um some of my buddies were starting a band and they needed a bass player so they were like it's pretty easy to give you a bass and teach you how and uh it's kind of my jumping point there oh that's cool what were you guys like uh were you writing originals and playing around uh, or, like, yeah a little, a little half and half um it was uh a emo band back then so oh that's what i love man yeah, you guys are an emo band but like yeah what um like what bands are you kind of listening to at the time um it's like taking back sunday and saves the day and that kind of stuff that's awesome were you, you guys were yeah you you went for that you were kind of that sound at the time mm-hmm. yeah amazing what about i can't remember tim how did you get the music um i was a i picked it up late but i i started playing uh guitar in college um so late bloomer i I played in the school band in high school but i played trumpet and i was pretty bad uh pretty bad at guitar too but i figured that out um (laughs) yeah no i played it in college just for fun and then um i when i when i graduated i moved down to new york and started doing at the time there was a pretty serious open mic scene i don't know if it still exists it would be a shame if it didn't but uh just kind of cut my teeth that way and um started writing songs and if somebody found me at an open mic and then the rest is history <laughs> oh wow Were you yeah. but you guys are in a, weren't you in a band prior to this one yeah i played in a folk band that i started with some buddies in new york eddie was a late uh he he came into the band kind of as we were not quite as we were disbanding, but kind of in our final phase. Okay. And then brief break, and then Eddie and I kind of picked back up as Handsome Ghost. Okay. And with the with the folk band, how did you then, uh, Eddie, how did you meet Tim? Like, I, I mean, through the band, but were you in New York as well? Uh, I wasn't. I was um, uh, another player that Tim, that was in the band with Tim. He was an old family friend of mine. And um, he... Uh, he had quit his job and was telling me about being in a band. So um, I, I felt like kind of bad for him initially. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) Life must really be falling apart. (laughs) His hair's long now and looks like he hasn't showered for a while. But um, when I listened to the band and uh, you know, Tim's always been a really, really strong songwriter. I fell in love with it and kind of just weaseled my way into that project. Were you too strong? Did you play? Were you a bass player in the band? Um, I was, yeah, bass and guitar. Okay. Yeah, um, my buddy was violin and bass at different times, so we just kind of uh, filled in wherever I was needed. That's awesome. And uh, you, were you Tim? How long was that band around for? We were around for a bit. It was probably um, hmm, like three or four years. Uh, I think that's pretty pretty good stretch for a band. Yeah, um, we toured quite a bit. We're, we had a blast. That was a really fun band. Um, we were very green, you know. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, that was I have very fond memories of that time. I remember you you were telling me that you were a teacher down in New York, right? Yeah, I was teaching and playing music kind of at night and on the weekends. Um, and at that point, it was just like, you know, I was I loved I and mean, I still love it, but it was like um, just because it was so new, it was just like every second that I could play in front of people, uh-huh. I did. Uh, so I think like I was really, really bad when I started. But if you do enough of those, if you throw you put yourself out there enough, I feel like you kind of trial by fire a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so I figured it out eventually. So when sh- this did uh, this band's you started this band and is that, is that when you quit teaching or like like did you say you know let's do this full time like at what point did you uh, dive into just doing the band? I I was gonna I I started to get really into it. The band was we were 
by no means like breaking, but we were playing like big shows in New York, or at least what I thought were big shows. Uh, uh-huh. So I was kind of flirting with the idea of, of quitting teaching, even though I loved it, to, to pursue the music full time. And I, I actually got a, um, I signed a publishing deal. So that was when I was like, you know what, let's just go for this. Um, and we had three guys living off of like 30 grand uh, <laughs> for, for a full year. We thought it was totally normal. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, we just kind of like bought a van and went for it, like kind of the old school movie style, you know. Um, it was fun. It was really fun. When you signed the publishing deal, was it to write for other artists or to pitch songs? Because there's kind of like a couple paths right. you take with the publishing thing. I'll be honest, I did not even know that writing for other people was a thing when I signed that deal. Um, it took me a long time to even like get into that world, which I'm honestly no longer really a part of. But um, Well, yeah, you have success with your stuff. But I was just curious, like if they signed you on, like, oh, hey, you know. Maybe, yeah, no, no. Like, that was honestly, like that was a time, like you probably remember this time, but like when like Mumford and Son was, was breaking and... Uh-huh like Dawes, Deer Tick, like that. There was like a real folk push. Uh-huh. Uh, and not that we weren't good, because I think we were, but that helped us where we were like, I think our songs were like, oh, this could, like, this could be really marketable. Mm-hmm. Did it work out that way? Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but we had, a, we had a blast, you know? <laughs> so, uh, Eddie, so you joined this band and were you... You had, I think you told me last time you had just graduated from college and yeah. you had joined the band and where you were like, what did you go to school for? Like, were you kind of pursuing a career elsewhere? And then we're like, Oh, I'd rather do this. I mean, you said that you're, you're kind of felt bad for your buddy. And then you realized yeah. like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, so music was always kind of like, you know, part of my world, part of my studies. Uh, but I, my focus when I graduated was on systems engineering. So I was looking kind of in the tech world. Um, And at that time, like mid year of my senior year, I was applying to a bunch of different places. um, And a lot of the positions were kind of in things that I really had no interest in doing. Mm. Um, Like there was a lot of defense work in systems engineering and that kind of stuff, which, uh, you know, for me personally, is not what I wanted to, to focus on. So um, after going through that process, I was like, ah, fucking, I'm going to try to find my way into this band. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it, I definitely did really wheeze my way into that one, but, um, it was fun. It's, uh, it's, you know, cause now we're at what it's been, that band was over 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, so our life in music has been pretty long so it's hard not to reflect uh especially when we're on the cusp of releasing our next record um on the past and all that stuff and it's very much like i feel like our life in music is the same trajectory in a lot of ways as like a young child or an animal where the first few years are just like chaos and fun and crazy and like running around and having no idea what you're doing and then middle ages young adulthood thinking like you have it figured out then having that all crushed down now we're old men where um just kind of feels like everything comes and goes as it does and you know we're just happy to be here happy to have uh rode all those ups and downs and ended up on the other side so very cool definitely uh so tim i I believe you said i think didn't handsome ghost kind of start off as just you and doing like a solo thing after the band had broke up yeah, it was just me at the beginning. Um, it was like, uh, as, fo- as great as the folk band was, it was, um, you know, it was, it was folk. So it was, it was relatively straight ahead in terms of what we could do um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the recording, instrumentation, whatnot. So I think, and I was getting really into just like traditional pop music at that, at that point, uh, which I still am, sort of, but... Um, So I think Ghost needs to experiment with different sounds and different approach um, and, you know, kind of have everything at your disposal. Um, mm-hmm. 
I did that solo for a bit. Eddie initially was just on the road as a touring um, member of the band. And, you know, we've, we were friends at that point, but not like we are now. Um, but I think it was just kind of a slow, like, you know, a slow growth of trust musically and then just, you know, life-wise. Um, and I think Eddie, you know, not, I'll, I'll talk about you like you're not here, but I think, <laughs> you know, like being in a band for as long as we have, there's definitely there's super high highs, but there are tough times too. So you kind of, it's nice to have someone who's got your back and to know that, you know, I've got his back too. So just kind of been like a nice growth into a partnership versus like, Oh, like it's my band and you're playing in it, you know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. that, I mean, that makes total sense. It, but it just, I was, yeah. Cause it, you said that it started out as you and then yeah, like Eddie joined up with you 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 talked about how and i didn't follow up with you on this one you when i when you mentioned the first interview that's why i'm curious as you mentioned how how you know handsome ghost had like a first your first little boost and then you you know started getting the eddie involved like what was that boost like what kind of first happened to start the project kind of moving like how we kind of got off the ground you mean yeah yeah or even how you kind of got off the ground and realized okay we need i need to hire a touring band or i need to hire yeah. an instrument well i did um i between when when the folk band broke up i i moved to brooklyn just for like a summer just summer sublet and i wrote a bunch of demos um with no real plan i sent a couple of those demos to I don't know, maybe a couple of people that I kind of knew in the music industry and um, kind of linked up with this, uh, a manager, former manager now, but he kind of got us going, um, put us in contact with, um, you know, people who liked the, liked the music. I think at the very beginning, it was, uh, I don't know, it's tough to talk about your own music, but I think it was pretty different uh, mm -hmm. sonically uh, to have kind of, you know, the acoustic guitar and the kind of traditional like folk core and then have all this electronic stuff around yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. But so we got a good response. I think people were like, oh, this is fresh and new. And to be truthful, that was we got really lucky with some Spotify support where it was like that was when Spotify was kind of just becoming the like giant it is. Uh mm -hmm. And we just got like some exposure that I didn't expect um, where that just the first song of ours kind of got like whatever, some billion plays. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We just got a lot of eyes, you know, it's all about, I feel like we've missed out on a lot of breaks, but we've gotten some breaks too. Just how it goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, were you, you ha did you already have steps out? Like is, when you, cause you put it on just obviously, uh, you know, blood stutter was the, First one you put out and it's got yeah a yeah. ton of streams obviously so you that you put that as a single and then did you already have that first EP like ready to go at that point or did that kind of spark everything to be like oh we should I should record it, a record or or was I Eddie had, involved at that point? Well, that was was that pre you Eddie? Mm -hmm. Kind of. I think Eddie was just kind of coming into the fold at that point. I had all the demos for those songs done. It was kind of a shame, honestly, but we we recorded or I recorded with this great producer up in Vermont, which I feel like is the last place you'd expect to hear songs that sound <laughs> like that. Sure. But we did it. We made a little we made an EP uh, and then um, we put up Blood Stutter, got some like good that went well. And we ended up going out to L.A. and re-recording the EP, which oh, I don't know if I regret that or not. I think I do <laughs> <laughs> like no one's fault, but I, I think that's one of the, another, like I'm being all reflective, but that's another like thing you learn where it's like, ah, I probably like should have just stuck to my guns there. Um, Cause we re-recorded everything um, to kind of, I don't even know what the goal was just like get things sounding different or maybe more professional. I don't know. Um, but I think we maybe we uh, it sounds great. I'm super proud of that EP, but it yeah. shifted a little bit, you know, but every, I guess long story short, everything was good to go, but it got held up because we we had to go back and re-record. So the version of Blood Sutter that's on the EP is different than the first one that you put out. That's interesting since it, yep. it had such a math. first one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say like yeah. the the massive, you know, response to it to have them be like, you know, I know that's doing awesome, but let's go ahead and re-record yeah. all of the other ones. Um, yeah, I think their heart was in the right place and it makes sure. Sense. But I think it just lost a little touch of, there's a difference between like people who are like super invested in the project. And then not that the guys who we worked on it with, they were incredibly talented, but they're, they're like pros pros, you know? Right. Um, not a dig, but just a different perspective. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Since I moved to Nashville, I'll notice that there'll be guys that are just like get hired on to play on records and uh-huh. that's just their gig. Like, okay, I played guitar on this or right. yeah, I did the guitars on this. But if, if you have people that are like fully invested in everything with the, do- with the album, I think, or the EP or whatever, it, it probably changes quite a bit. No doubt. I mean, I, re- huh. I, it's particularly in Nashville. Like, I feel like those guys rip. Like town, <laughs> town in that city is insane, you know. It's wild. Like, and when I moved here, I thought I was moving to like a country cowboy town, but it's yeah. everything here. It's wild, yeah, no doubt. I think it's um, so yeah, I mean, and then obviously you 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 have another big, more I mean, other big songs off of the Brilliant Glow, which came out. I mean, it wasn't like that'll happen, and where you kind of like, is this next one gonna do the same, or was that even a thought in your mind? Like whether uh, like whether like streaming numbers, yeah, yeah. Like will, yeah, will, this, man. Uh, will I mean, this be successful? No I definitely thought about that. I think uh, I I think at that point, again, to Eddie's point, like having now done it for so long, you've got these like different chapters in the story of the band. But at that point, it was like we had the success with Blood Stutter, so the band leaned like super pop. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the powers that be were like, this is an opportunity for this to be like a legitimate pop band which again, in hindsight, probably a mistake. Uh, but like some of those songs on Brilliant Glow are wicked pop. Um, still like them, but uh, yeah, those were like, I think done with um, the hope of like breaking through um, like mainstream, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. And, and like then going when Eddie, when did you start like kind of when did you both start collaborating on the songs and like the recording process? Was it around that time? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was towards the tail end of Brilliant Glow. Um, like I had been kind of on the fringes to that point of like, uh, you know, my sensibilities. I, I love pop music, too, but they they were. um you know, lean kind of a different direction. And uh, I was a big fan of those earlier recordings of the Handsome Ghost Project where it was like, you know, heavy auto-tune and not being ashamed of that or just like taking kind of uh, interesting risks in that way. Um, And so, yeah, it's after the Brilliant Glow happened, I think we're just like, let's try recording something together. So we did, um, I think the first track that we did together was that uh, Postal Service cover. Um, and that kind of got us uh, turning away from the pop world and more towards what Welcome Back ended up being, which was kind of like maybe a, a middle ground there. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the band changed sonically in that out on that record was that kind of the the vibe behind welcome back was it like oh here's our we're kind of going back to the you know older sound of the band or that has nothing to do with it i'm just making up conspiracies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that was that was part of it um yeah I, at, at that point I, I think it was uh whether it was intentional or not i i honestly can't really say i think there was kind of like a sonic world that all the eps and then the earlier recordings lived in like in different places um and instead of having like a very specific vision to begin it was kind of like you know all those textures and sounds were part of you know the tool bag at that point um, uh-huh. so there was a push to kind of like bring back a lot more acoustic guitar into that uh into welcome back um but we also kept a bunch of like the synthy stuff that came from the, you know, both sides of it, whether it was the early recordings or the, um, 
like step CP and really cool glow stuff. And then you ended up doing a full acoustic versions of that record too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Summertime is here. The kids are off school, which is great for them. They get to relax, see their friends, go to camps. But that also means as the parent, even more responsibility. Because not only there's work, but then, you know, there's driving to this camp or having this person over. Just a lot. A lot goes on during the summertime. And that's where HelloFresh comes in huge for me and my family. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Our family's been using HelloFresh for well over a year now. And this summer, HelloFresh has already taken a massive weight off of my family's shoulders. Spend less time meal planning. We know what we're going to have. HelloFresh shows up on a Wednesday every week. We know it's going to be there, which is amazing. No meal planning and no prepping. Pre-portioned ingredients that make it easy to get cooking quickly. It's like we're going to the pool and coming home and it's already late. It's like, what are we having for dinner? Oh, HelloFresh. Last night made the caramelized onion Swiss burgers. It had roasted garlic, horseradish, aioli, some potato wedges, came on a potato bun. My family loved it. Kids loved it. Wife loved it. Had the whole meal done, prepped everything, 30 minutes. Huge hit at our house. Another thing I love about HelloFresh is that it's more convenient than grocery shopping. That's one thing I am awful at. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll look around the whole place, take like an hour and a half, throw a bunch of stuff in my car, get home, and still have no idea what I'm going to cook for dinner. So not only is HelloFresh more convenient than grocery shopping, but it's also cheaper. Did you know it's cheaper? 25% less expensive than takeout. Go to HelloFresh.com slash backwards 16. Use the code word backwards 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash backwards 16. Use the code backwards 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Once again, backwards 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Last time I spoke to you guys, like we, you said you, you had still some more or some still morning. And was that I can't was that something that you had recorded prior to the pandemic or I mean, we were it was so early on kind of in that in that world and that space and you didn't have the album out yet. Um, what, how, tell me about that, just that record. And then I want to move on to what you guys have been up to in the past three, <laughs> three years. here. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember, Eddie. What was the timeline? Like, I know we were working during the pandemic, but we, we were. Mm. I want to say the majority of it was done prior to that. Yeah, it was it was pretty much done before the pandemic. And um, we had at that point disappeared for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that some still morning, I think, started off initially as like a pretty big struggle uh, trying to get what we were we were doing right and get the sound right and get the theme right for the record and all that stuff. And um, we ended up disappearing for a long time. Finally, we had these recordings ready to share. And then as soon as we started releasing was when the pandemic started. So uh, we kind of ended up releasing a lot of that. Uh, it was recorded before the pandemic, but um, uh, throughout. So Yeah, to kind of come back and, you know, you said you guys went away for a little bit and then to kind of come back and get things going and then to have the pandemic shut it all down. I can't even imagine what that was like. Brutal. (laughs) We did a little (laughs) tour like right after we finished recording. I think this was prior. I don't think we had any music out or anything from Some Still Morning, but we did a little tour, like a baby tour with uh, this band we really like, Simmel. Oh, yeah, I know Simmel. Yeah, good, good band. We were like... uh, we were like, all right, we'll do this like little tour to kind of get back into shape. And then we'll like, we'll hit the road. And th- that was like right before everything. Sh- was like, okay, never mind. I guess we won't ever tour again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, to have those songs and then like, obviously not be able to tour them like during the lockdown piece of the, the pandemic, were you guys working on? I know you put out an EP, what, this year, earlier this year? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. were those songs that 
and did any of that come out of that time period or um were you writing or working on new music during the pandemic or what what were you guys up to at that point i mean obviously not a lot was going on <laughs> yeah this uh this new record and including the ep um it kind of came about i think to be honest i think at at that point when we had put out some snow morning prior to that uh we were kind of like let's see how this record does and see if we're still excited about music after it and reevaluate whether or not there's like another record in the books mm -hmm. for handsome ghost um and then the pandemic happened while we we're releasing it so it's like ah oh, shit like <laughs> part of this record that I was really excited about was because that's very much a headphones record. It's very like intimate and close, really excited about bringing that into the live environment with the drummer and seeing how it shifted everything and all that stuff. And it just kind of felt like the release was at a time where it didn't really get a fair shake, which, uh, you know, it is what it is. But so when we first started recording again, it was like, essentially like let's extend the some still morning um release cycle by putting out more songs and just like stringing them out um but once we got into the studio it kind of felt like like this isn't what we want to do like, if we're gonna get back into the studio instead of like rehashing or re recreating what we were trying to do with some still morning extending that like let's just do it right um so we we stopped recording and took a little break and uh, I think Tim's always writing songs. He's very, very prolific. And uh, by the time we we're ready to get back into the studio, we had like a, another thousand options to choose from. So, um, wow. So all of these, the, I mean, the songs that came off the, the recent EP and then even this upcoming album, they were all kind of together around the same time. Is that right? Yeah, and they, this record was the first one that we did where we weren't living together um, and also like living steps away from the studio because it was in the uh, the place that we were living. Um, oh, wow. And at that point, I was kind of, uh, we would do like one week working on songs, like just kind of in the evenings and then two or three weeks off. Um. So there's a, a lot more time in between uh, to think about things, I think, than we've really allowed ourselves and also time to not think about things like just living lives, our lives, uh, instead of just like waking up, getting to work, going to sleep, waking up, getting to work and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. um, the process was a little different on this one. Um, Is that speaking to the EP as well? Mm -hmm. or just the album oh wow okay so when you put out um the most recent ep you guys weren't living together either at that point mm -hmm. okay the EP, like truthfully like the ep like we had the record done and we we chose to release an ep followed by the record but they're all kind of in one like bunch you know like that was oh, one sure. okay so yeah. was it difficult then to navigate kind of what songs you wanted to be on the EP versus the album? Or did you have the album done and we're like, oh, we have these songs like let's these kind of all sonically go together. Let's put them on this EP. That's a really good question. Eddie? Um, <laughs> if we're to be 100% honest, uh, like the the concept of an album to us is still very important. I know that's kind of like a dying thing these days. Um, I love that about your band, to be honest. Not yeah. no one's doing oh, it anymore, unless you're Taylor me. Swift or something. Yeah, Taylor Swift and Handsome Ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we had when we did the the record, it was like we had all the transitions and how songs moved into each other, and like kind of that the ebb and flow of the energy and stuff all set. And then um, once we we're planning to release the record, um, honestly, like just our manager and our label was suggesting that we do an EP to kind of, um, you know, have 
still have the record that we wanted, but have the release cadence kind of match what like modern music business dictates. Um, So the EP just kind of came together, uh, honestly, for that reason. Um, So, yeah, so you had the album and you're like, well, we want to put the whole album out. So mm -hmm. let's do we have other songs. We should just put them out and get kind of like the single every so often. Yeah. Escape that's going on now with uh, to the place where we met last. Yeah, we kind of did the like. Like uh, we we're talking about this the other a couple of weeks ago, Eddie and I. But like you know, it's we don't. There's a fine line I feel like between like um, you know standing your ground on what's important to you and your art, and then being like defiant or like difficult to work with. So I feel like there are times that we will put our foot down and be like, we don't want to do that. And our, our label network's been like really cool and understanding of like our vision. But mm-hmm. in this case. They were like, um, you know, like we think it would be to your, we think it'd be a good idea to go with an EP and still have your album, but we'll do an EP first. And we said, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I I Uh, think the, uh, the songs that ended up on the EP were kind of in line with the order that we wanted to string the songs out anyway. So it made sense. um, Yeah. That's cool, and but the, the album, the self-titled album, is coming out in not in a couple months, right? Our August, uh, mm-hmm. late August, and the most sure. recent song is uh, "Like You Lost Your Mind." And tell me, like, what was the putting that song out? Why did you guys choose that as the, the initial single? I mean, I guess we thought it was a strong song, um, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe. Uh, you know, we have we have some of the songs on the record that I think are going to take you know a few listens to really get, which is a lot to ask. Um, I think "Lost Your Mind" is hopefully like you know you get it right away. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great song. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um, that was one of the one of the tracks we identified early on. Like this is something we're really really excited. About. And I think we always kind of had it earmarked as you know, one of our lead, um, our lead songs. Um, and so it kind of just made sense with the announcing the album. The fact that it's self-titled is important to us. And we're like, let's go with lost your mind as our kind of, you know, re-entrance, if you will. Although we've been back for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you guys go, it's just speaking to the fact that you're doing an album. I think, uh, there's something so cool about being able to put a whole thing on and listening to it. And you're talking about it, you know, the transitions and and all that because i think people i i come from radio and like radio programming like there's a way to do it and it, to make it there's a reason why you know wherever uh like you lost your mind will will land as far as the album track goes it, there's a specific reason why you placed it there and um i just find that like that's such a cool thing is that that must be a pretty hard uh thing to do when you have a, you have a batch of songs and then you're like, okay, how do how do we put where does number one go versus the seventh song versus the third song? Like, is that something that you guys I would imagine you have to spend quite a lot of time just trying to figure that out, or was it like kind of working out as you were recording the songs? Did you kind of know? I feel like that's like maybe the most fun part of the whole process, you know? Like yeah. uh, when all the hard work's done and and the uh everything is tracked and mixed and kind of like you're left with your 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 record i feel like figuring out how figuring out how you want it to go is like a nice chore um it's, what, it's a good chore um but i think we kind of had an idea like there was a little we had some back and forth eddie but usually we're on the same page with that stuff right we've never ever been like what like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i a, a lot of these things i trust him on to um so if we're disagreeing on something i'll usually defer to him um usually it's not true i don't know i'm pretty pretty stubborn uh but as far as the uh album flows go like we we have the luxury of being able to record ourselves so when we're doing it a lot of the times we'll get songs to like 
especially earlier on in the recordings, we'll get them to like 50%. Um, and then as we work on other songs and new ideas or textures or tones or whatever, uh, enter the picture, we'll bring them back to the earlier songs that we recorded and see if there's ways that we could kind of like build cohesion by sharing tones or, you know, certain like techniques or whatever. Um, so when we're doing that towards the end, uh, we usually have like, we need a song that's like, you know, a little bit more down tempo. And so that sometimes helps drive, like, let's do this song for the record. Um, as opposed to other songs. Cause like I said, Tim has a ton of songs that we could choose from. Um, <laughs> so when it comes down to like the final, final choices for the record, it's either like, Ooh, we just really love this song or like, we need something kind of driving or we need something a little down tempo or we want something that fits this feeling. And then that kind of, it kind of like comes together all at once in, in a way. And you, you just mentioned how you, you guys do all the recording yourselves. Mm -hmm. And have you done that on all, throughout all of the, the records minus maybe the one that Tim was talking about having to go re-record or do the first <laughs> version of it. Yeah, ever since Eddie's been involved, that was I think that's one of the major one of one of the reasons Eddie's an asset is you know we we can record ourselves and it sounds sounds good, it sounds pro. Mm -hmm. I think we may have talked about this last time, but it's it's a blessing in that we can take our time and get it right and talk, um, and we're not on the clock, but we're also not on the clock. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we can, I think we've now learned, like, we, we don't want to obsess over every little thing just because we can't. Um, but it is, it's a luxury to be like, should we hit the studio? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. That's, that's yeah. Like, I think last time we touched on the overproducing, like, because if you have time, especially during the pandemic, a lot of artists would sit yeah. and listen to the songs a million times. Like, uh, I didn't want to tweak this little note. Or it's like, yeah, do you have to put the whole thing away? About it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, okay, I got to put this thing away for a week and come back and listen to it. And, yeah. hope, and maybe I won't hear the same thing or uh, it'll whatever go through. Right. Yeah. Cause I can imagine that getting pretty, I, I would do it. I mean, I do it with like video editing. I'll like obsess yes. over one thing. My, and my wife will watch it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> 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 like, you no, you, there's one frame here that was messed up. Like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I actually just, um, the next song we're putting out, uh, in early June, um, it's one of my favorites. And there's one part where I was like, I have no idea how we did that. So I had to go back <laughs> and listen to it actually this morning. Um, and I found all these parts that I had added at the very end and decided against, because usually when we're, we're sending stuff to mastering, I'll delete everything that's muted and have only like the things that we're going to send through. Sure. Um, so for this record, like kind of rewinding a little bit, we had, we had mixed it all, finished it, and then we sent it to a mastering engineer who we love um, and had it mastered and it was completely done. And then this was the first project that we worked on where network was involved. They were kind of like, let's revisit the mixes, um, which was, was cool. It was, uh, it was really good feedback on the mixes and it kind of like pushed the songs in a little different way, which was nice. Um, but during that process, while I was mixing it, it was, uh, I, I guess kind of part of the remixing was having the vocals be a little bit more front and center, how they are right now. Um, the previous versions were, I think, a little bit more like, band soundy mm -hmm. so hopefully we kind of like had to hug the middle ground there but when we're remixing it in that mindset it was like oh shit now i kind of want to add like a bass here to kind of <laughs> fill out this and it, it just I, looking through the session this morning was like wow i auditioned a bunch of stuff that just like it was a waste of so much time and <laughs> all of it's muted and it's just kind of uh sitting in the back and I was going to ask you, did you add anything after the fact when they had to go remix it? Did you, were you, did, did you, did any of it land on the album? Yeah, there, there are certain, there are like some layers that, that ended up coming through. Like, um, there's some textures in Neptune that were kind of like, it was supposed to be a, a little bit of a wash 
uh, initially. Um, but then when we were going for a little cleaner mixes, it's like, uh, you know, kind of layering it with, um, like more concise tones. So there's a little bit more like electric guitar layered with synth sounds in the final version, because in the mix, it just didn't feel right to kind of shift from, you know, kind of things blending together to having things be a little bit more in their own world. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I just have a quick question about you, you learning to record. Like, was that something you've always been interested in doing? I mean, to go and be like, yeah, I can record and do this, produce this album. Like, uh, was that something that you had done prior to this band? Uh, like personal stuff, which I'll never okay. release. Um, but it's, yeah, it's but, still you had the idea or you knew, what you, obviously you know what you're doing, but yeah. I was just curious, like, how did you get into mm -hmm. that world? A lot of it was just out of necessity of uh, at a certain point, it's like I could spend money on this or I could spend money on that. And it was um, it was a gamble that I could watch enough YouTube videos to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Very, very cool. Well, um, you have a big tour coming up to support the record, at least in the UK. Yeah, pretty psyched. It's a first for us. Oh, really? But, you haven't been there yeah, to play never. before? It's like the last, the last thing that's kind of been on the bucket list. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty psyched. Like I, I haven't been to really many of those. I mean, I've been to Cleveland 5,000 times, but I've been to like only two or three of the cities are going to be playing. So I'm pumped, you know? I can't yeah, wait. yeah. Oh, like it's outside of the U.S. You mean like you've been, I mean, like we, we've toured throughout the U.S. so like many times. That's not, times, obviously. not supposed to be a knock on Cleveland. I love Cleveland. No, no, no. I love my family's from cities. Cleveland yeah. and you can knock on them. <laughs> no, we, just, <laughs> we love Cleveland. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I do but, like Cleveland. Um, yeah. No, we just, we've done the, we've done the U.S. so many times uh, and we've never had the opportunity to go to Europe. So when it came through, it was like just, like real genuine excitement you know we like kind of felt like the early days we we're like whoa like that's gonna be fun you know that's huge i mean to tour a totally different part of the world i mean is there anyone or i'm sure a lot all of them but is there a spe any specific ones that you saw you're like hell yeah i can't believe you get to play london wherever For me, it's like this cliche, but I, I'm looking forward to playing in Paris. I've been to Paris, but it's just one of those like uh, like one of those funny like, you know, my mom's excited. She's like, "Oh, playing in Paris!" <laughs> and we're like a big band. <laughs> I don't know, Eddie, if you've got one. Monster. Uh, yeah, we. Um, I I forget, I forget which ones initially kind of stuck out, but. Um, my uh i got married in september of uh 2022 and we just went on like a little honeymoon to london and edinburgh um and i realized that i'm kind of like a castle nerd so i'm just like i want to see the different castles in europe <laughs> just like look be. at them i don't know that's awesome have um, you did you see the, the where you guys are playing have did you go to that venue at all when you were there or no just doing some touristy things no just doing touristy stuff honeymoon um, stuff yeah honeymoon stuff <laughs> yeah so it'll be it'll be really fun and it's it's also um it's gonna be such a joy to be able to play with uh chris every night um yeah he's uh his music is just music that i really love and he's got a record coming out soon too which i'm really pumped about and um yeah it should be, yeah, he's it should good. be fun nights it's exciting that'll be a cool bill very very cool well, i appreciate the both of you coming back on and doing this especially yeah. now that i could see you yeah <laughs> thanks for having us that's a pleasure you know it's great catching up yeah you guys are great i i'm gonna ask you the same question i asked you at the end last time if you have any advice for aspiring artists i think i, I can't remember what i said last time but i'll keep it short. brilliant if you stick <laughs> yeah there you go i'd rather no i'd rather have you not <laughs> <laughs> like well last time i just said yeah. this there we go I think if you stick with it long enough, like what I've learned is if you, if you hang around long enough, you like, you like kind of come back to the beginning where you just love it. Like you, uh, all the outside stuff of like stress around, like making it and mainstream and like that, it just kind of, 
it eventually goes away and you go back to the basics of just like, this is what I love to do. So I feel like if you can kind of get over the hurdles, uh, it just becomes kind of just a really great way to spend a life. You know, that's my words of wisdom. Take it. I love it. Thanks, Tim. What about you, Eddie? Um, I think one thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently as we reflect uh, is about how, like, when we were first starting music and before we, like, dove into music as a full-time pursuit, it's like I built a lot of my identity around music and um, and my ideas of, like, self-worth and, and all that stuff. And uh, when you do that, it's really hard not to let, like, the downs get to you. And it's hard not to let the ups really, like, you know, feel too extreme. Um, so it, it's kind of weird, but, like, music is obviously important to my life. Uh, but it's not it's not life. So it's, it's nice to know that it's just like a part of who you are and a part of what you do. And when you kind of accept that, it's like, you know, we do it cause we love it. We do it cause we have something to say, but it's not that important. Like as long as you love doing it, that's all, all that matters. Like all the other stuff is, you know, things that you have to focus on if you're trying to build a career out of music, especially in, in these times. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a piece of, of your life. Like just enjoy it as best as you can, which is hard to actually live out sometimes. Like I get real grumpy sometimes, whatever, (laughs) but you know, that's life.